Welcome back to Here's the Scoop, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Gavin Kapinski, and I'm really excited about this podcast, so let's just get started. So introduce yourself and your current occupations. Well, hey, thanks for having me, and uh, my name is Gavin, and right now I'm a college student at University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Um, I'm a nursing major, and I'm in the Air Force National Guard, and I also have this hobby where I buy and sell clothes. Okay, okay. Um, so how's the military? So right now, right, I'm a medic in the Air Force, so right now it's pretty, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting, interesting time with like COVID and stuff like that going on. Um, frankly, I'm fortunate because it's given me some decent work being a medic. Um, so I'm thankful for the opportunities that so far the military in this circumstance has provided. And uh, it's something that if I go back in time, I wouldn't do it differently. Perfect. Um, so how long does it actually take to become a nurse? So the program I'm in right now is it's a BSN program. So a bachelor's of science in nursing, and that's a four year degree. So just four years. And then different colleges kind of vary on what the program is and whatnot, but I'm going to Eau Claire and they have a three year program. So I just got accepted actually. So I'm pretty stoked for that. And then It'll be three more years, so I guess my graduation's looking at 2024 sometime. Well, I'll be excited to congratulate you then. That'll be really exciting. <laughs> thank, you, um, thank you. So what made you want to pursue that career? Um, I would say there's like a lot of little reasons, and then there's like a big main reason. Um, the little reasons, I guess, are like job security is there. You know, the money's there, obviously. Um, it's not really a dying field because people are going to get sick you know like nowadays people are getting sick which is True. sad pandemic and stuff but yeah. i would say the main reason is it's kind of cheesy whatever but like i just like helping people and uh looking at nursing um you're gonna be around people that are at some of the lowest points in their lives whether it's like the end of their life or they just had a stroke or something like that and being able to be some sort of support means a lot to me personally See, nursing, it's always, not to say this, but it's always the worst possible situation. And you're such a positive person, so I think you will help people that are going through some shit. You know what I mean? Well, You'll come in there with the sun. You're like, hey, how can I help you? <laughs> well, thanks. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I hope to be, you know, that's, you the, will. that's the goal. So. You will. Thank you for that. Um, so what does your schedule look like on an average day, you'd say? You know, I would say I, <laughs> there is none because you could thank the military for that. And uh, right now I'm on like some full-time work for the military and day-to-day -day is extremely, extremely like tedious and hesitant as in I'll find out what I'm going to do the next day, like that day. Like today I'm going to find out what I'm going to do tomorrow. So like, for example, I got to go back to where I got to report to. And I don't even know what time I have to be there yet. So I just got to be sure that when 7 p.m. comes around or whatever, like when they let me know that I'm there in uniform, ready to ready to go. So then the day totally varies, I guess. Like right now I'm taking a class, so I got to make sure I make time for that. And then like I love thrifting and buying and selling clothes, so I always make time for that. And then whatever else, hanging out with friends. It's kind of, it's kind of go with the flow. Extremely, extremely go with the flow. Not very structured. I don't know. Take it day by day. day. Yeah, day by day. And it's got that, that's got its own pros and cons, you know, because there's not, 
like in the sense that there isn't stuff to look forward to, but at the same time there is because you don't know what's you don't know what's gonna come. Like what am I gonna do this weekend? Like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But then it's sad, like I don't have like a trip to Puerto Rico plan that I can extremely look forward to, you know. So Yeah, there's the cons. So it's, there's, there's, there's the cons. cons. There's okay. the pros and cons, you know. So I'm just taking it as it is. It is what it is. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so I know you worked part-time for Urban Jungle. Yes. Right? Yes, did do that. So if somebody's listening that has no idea, no clue about what that mm-hmm. is, can you explain to them what that is? Yeah, of course. So Urban Jungle is this shop. It's a small business I opened up in 2017 in Minneapolis. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so they opened up in 2017 and they deal with, um, they buy streetwear clothes. So like, you know, your Supremes, your Off-Whites, your V-Loans, your, um, your Jordans. And then they also deal with like vintage clothing. So like vintage Harley Davidson, vintage band tees, rap tees, Marvel tees, that sort of thing. Um, and they're based in Minneapolis. So they have a ton of Minis- like Minnesota gear, but yeah, so it's kind of just like a trendy buy, sell, trade low-key kind of store okay see i've heard about it from a lot of people too and i've never been which now i feel like i need to go do they also do designer stuff as well or are they just yeah so they they do do designer stuff and um i mean their whole motto is you know buy low sell high so like if they'll find like a bunch of louis v wallets or gucci wallets or you know off-white belts and whatever else like they'll get them for the low and sell them to that community of people that would go in there and a lot of people come from far and wide to go check out UJ Urban Jungle and uh see what see what's up um but yeah they they do buy not like on their own but like people will come in and sell them stuff so like I was there and people sold them like Gucci shoes and stuff that they got from like uh, Nordstrom and stuff and um but they obviously can't give retail and whatever else pricing because they look at it as something that they're going to have to eventually sell to someone else. Right. They need to make profit. Exactly. So yep. skin on the bone for them. You know? Makes sense. Um, so you have your own little small business as you would call it hobby. Can you explain what that is? Yeah. So, um, I guess it all, so like I, I go, the gist of it is like, I'll go thrift shopping and sell it <laughs> so, like, so like I'll buy clothes and then I'll sell it to people who I think will want them and uh it's I don't know it's something I I started like I've always been kind of into it like even back in high school me and some buddies like for football weightlifting we would always go to savers and we would find just some of the weirdest shirts with the weirdest prints and words on them and whatever make them into cutoffs and wear them to weightlifting and people would be like what in God's green earth is that shirt you're wearing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, we got it from Savers. Like, that's what's up. Like, check this out. This thing's weird, and that's why we bought it. It's got some random person's last name on it from, like, a school I didn't even know existed. And, like, we were just repping it out just because it was fun. It was, like, a conversation starter. It was uh, it was, it was, was just cool to do at that time. And then since then, it's kind of transitioned to, uh, um, I guess for me personally, I got more into, like, the brands. And a friend of mine put me on, like, Supreme and stuff. Um, oh, I'm getting off topic a little bit. So like, no, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So no, basically I'll, I'll go and, uh, I'll buy, I'll, I love clothing. So like I'll go buy clothes, uh, typically like vintage and streetwear designers, but like I deal with more and then that's extremely trendy right now. So there's money to be made. 
True. Okay. Um, so how would you say your personal fashion changed from high school? And I knew him <laughs> since first grade, so I kind of know what his style was in high school. You know, I was just thinking about that. We had, I remember we were in Miss Young's class together. I okay, to, true. I had to clean out your desk one day because you weren't there. What? And that, that thing was atrocious. <laughs> Dude, I bet. I bet. I bet. Oh, I'm bad. like creative, no but like, shade. you know creative bad. people? Yeah. I guess they're the most messiest. But now I'm like super OCD and it's sick. It's sick. <laughs> I don't know how I could go from being like the messiest person ever to like, gotta get shit done. Okay. Yeah, and absolutely no shade. That's just probably like the earliest memory I have with you. And like that was like a long time ago too. That's yeah, that, just, was, that was a minute. For whatever reason, it's like, there's Christina. Like I remember like cleaning that desk, but. Well, thank you for cleaning my desk. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Don't even mention it. A couple years later now, but thank you. Yeah, it's about time you thanked me. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, okay, um, but how did your personal fashion change? Okay, yeah. So since, like, in high school, um, I would say it was pretty just cliche, like, with the times, you know, like, wear, like, a Nike hoodie, like, early on in high school, like, freshman year, whatever, Under Armour hoodie, doesn't really matter. Like, everyone kind of looks the same. You know what I mean? Right. And then as, like, I got, I would say my junior year is when I got introduced to, like, Supreme, so then I started buying, like... Supreme graphic tees from friends and like online and stuff and wearing that to school and people are like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like I've never seen that before. Like did that shirt cost you $3 million because it says Supreme on it? Like, no, like it's actually fairly affordable and it's just hard to get was the issue. So then I kind of wanted to not stand out, but kind of stand out. Does that make sense? Yes. So from, from high school, it kind of transitioned to like, like, I had a couple ba- bathing ape tees I would wear to school and, like, Supreme tees. And I had, like, an off-white belt and, uh, like, a Gucci belt. And uh, they're both fake, by the way. But <laughs> but it's the flex of it, you know? But, like, yeah. um, so, like, kind of that aspect. And then since then, like, I've taken a more, you could say, different approach into the, the, the fashion stuff. Like, I really love the style. Like, if you know, you know. Does that make mm. sense? So, like... For example, um, there's this type of Nike hoodie that there's a little swoosh in the center, and uh, there's a little swoosh in the center, right, of this hoodie, and um, for whatever reason, like, three years ago, I guess, in the vintage game, that hoodie was going for, like, $30, $40, and then nowadays, it's hitting, like, at least 150 in some colorways you can get, probably closer to 300 and, um, <clears throat> like, if you just saw someone walking down the street wearing that hoodie, you wouldn't think anything of it you're just like oh that's just some nike hoodie but no that's like a 300 dollars hoodie and then that's just so cool to me and the fact that you can find that stuff literally at places where you're not paying 300 dollars for it you know what i mean right so like if you know you know and like another example would be um asap rocky did a collaboration with guest jeans so it's like a guest stripe t-shirt if you can picture that so just like embroidered guests on the chest you know and it's like striped horizontally or vertically and um Instead of the S's, there's dollar signs. So, like, that's how you know it's the collaboration. And it turns, like, a normal gas T-shirt from, like, a $30 to $40 T-shirt that you could buy today if you went to Mall of America and went to the guest store, opposed to, like, this one-time collaboration into, like, a $100 T-shirt, basically. Okay. So. Um, so, who do you look up to the most in fashion? Ooh. That's a good question. Um, I would say I would look up to... I don't know. I, I don't think there's a specific person that I could say a person look up to. You know, I I would say, I do kind of like what I personally wear kind of follows like, where the hype 
is going a little bit in that way in the sense of um, you know like a celebrity will wear like a t-shirt and then all of a sudden that t-shirt will be worth some serious cash and uh, so you could call that basic <laughs> but, but like I would say I kind of have my own things that I like and that I look for and I really don't base my style off of anyone and I think that I like to wear what I like and piece different things together and if it doesn't match or look good like shame on me shame on you like whatever <laughs> like I think I, I wear it because I think it's cool you know what I mean like yeah um did you learn anything specific from Urban Jungle that you took into running your own small business 100% like that's that was a huge reason why I wanted to work with those guys in the first place and I wasn't like really like working as like a part of their team I was kind of like the dude on the side that would be like skewing up inventory that would be like sorting stuff in the basement moving clothing racks or whatever they needed me to do and I mainly wanted to do that to get my foot in the door so I could learn and like some days I'd be at the buy counter and people would come in with their stuff they're trying to sell to make some cash and uh excuse me <laughs> and uh <clears throat> and um yeah, so like that's that's why I wanted to do that is so I could learn a bunch of stuff and you know, take that into my own like my own goals and like with my passion of clothing and so I could ramp that up as far as like dating vintage t-shirts goes and like what has value and why this shirt is special because it's a particular collaboration or whatever makes it valuable or whatever makes it unique and rare and something that you wouldn't see every day. Okay. So has COVID-19 affected your business? I would say it's extremely improved my business and the way that I didn't really start diving into the reselling of clothing until around March, April-ish, which is inherently when like the stock market collapsed. It was like March 18. So like when, when COVID really started to ramp up and when it was declared a pandemic. And uh, <clears throat> it was really coincidental. So my closet in my room it's just like this wire bracket or it was just like this wire bracket thing and I just would collect clothes from the previous years going to savers or wherever and uh it actually collapsed <laughs> like I could put it on my snap story so I guess if you're friends with me and you remember that and uh it was just like my mom was like Gavin this is this is terrible like you gotta like donate all this garbage or do something with it because like your closet is on the floor like right now like, like there's clothes your sweet mom too yeah <laughs> she's yeah. like Gavin oh <laughs> she's like actually can you get rid of this stuff like you're looking like a hoarder I was like a little bit mom like it's the name of the game like I just loved it so then I was like you know what mom you're right and uh I had all my clothes taken out of my closet because we had to replace my closet made it sturdier like I can like hang from my bar now so like it's got what? plenty of room for some clothes. To, Can you do some pull-ups up there? I could. Okay. My, like my, head would, my head would like get smacked by the, the shelf. There's like a shelf. <laughs> in but like, so maybe not the best place, but I mean, no. if you're desperate. If I was desperate, desperate to work out and I was locked, <laughs> let's say I was locked in my room because I just got COVID, right? Okay, for 14 true. days and I had, to, I was just, I had a hinkering to do some pull-ups. Yeah. Just the insane, deep craving. Yeah. To do pull-ups. I mean, it Abs comes on sometimes. It. <laughs> for me not, I was gonna say not, couldn't say for me I'm not the biggest pull-up fan but like <laughs> but if I did for whatever reason absolutely I could take to that bar and start cranking some out but okay. by cranking them out I mean maybe like sets of four to six because I'm not the strongest I mean, person but you better know better than me better than me um do you have a personal style um 
kind of similar to what I said before, like I kind of wear just like what I like. And now that I know more about like the clothing stuff, I know what's like pretty rare or things that I haven't personally seen before. And I kind of want to base my style around that, like the if you know, you know type okay. type style. You know, that's mm-hmm. the that's the main thing for me. Um, how do you go about pricing the things you find? Um, it's a good question. So it's not something that you could just like flick a switch and be like, read it all in a textbook and like learn, I guess, just like base knowledge. It was kind of like, I had to learn that. And that was like a learning curve for me. Um, so it would totally depend on, on what it is and Shout out to eBay and like Grailed and like Depop or Etsy or whatever else that has people selling clothes. You can look at what someone else is selling a particular piece of clothing for and kind of base your prices off that. And that's what I do typically. But a lot of the stuff that I post on like my Snapchat and like my Instagram, um, they're kind of like not too terribly high priced pieces. So then I'll kind of just do in the ballpark of like $10 to like $30 and typically around like 15 to 20 is where I like to price my stuff because that's like in the price range of what excuse me of like what someone like a college age kid who's like my audience on Snapchat would right. buy you know like they're not going to go out and buy like 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 if I put on there like I have a Supreme box logo long sleeve like if I put that on there asking $180 no one's going to pay $180 just because you know you have d- different things to like to pay for you know like college age kids kind of which is right. absolutely understandable. So, like, I try to make that... Like, I try to put some of those out there to, like... For the people who would like to yeah. spend a little more. But Absol- then you absolutely. want to keep it, like, a good price point for the people... Or for the majority, I guess, of your consumers. Right, right absolutely. Mm-hmm. In the same way, it's like, who on God's green earth would spend $180 for a t-shirt? Like, <laughs> right. like that's a lot of know. money. You know what I mean? I mean, and I, 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 I know. And I, I'm one of those people. Well, I... I, I <laughs> I'm a certain type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, so so like I get that, but like some people don't really, they don't see it as that or see why it's so expensive. So that's, that's totally fine. But that just means I can't really sell that there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then I'll stick to like the, like a Harley Davidson t-shirt or Nike moves really well for me or like uh, um, random just location t-shirts with like embroidered prints on them. Super cute. Um, hoodies and oversized crew necks move really well for me so that kind of stuff is what i would put like on my snapchat for like 15 to 25 dollars and it'll move like butter okay um butter doesn't, so butter were you doesn't scared move. to start your small business <clears throat> um i would i wouldn't i would say no i mean it was extremely like like an extremely organic kind of fluid fluid thing that um my hobby kind of turn to a small business in that way just like extremely organically like like I said it really picked up and my mom was like Gavin you have way too much junk in your closet now it's on your bed like you can't even sleep on your bed because there's just clothes on it so I was like touche mom so then that's when I like really started picking it up and it's not like I was really scared to I was back home on like an extended spring break like everyone was stoked about when COVID first started you know like I got a three week spring break now so then I had some extra time so I took pictures of all of it and uh, did a big sale and it went really well I had like like I remember I put something on my main Snapchat story I was like hey would anyone be interested in buying some vintage and streetwear clothes or 
clothes that I personally just had in my closet, I guess. And I had a sweet response, a positive response of, yeah, like, go for it. Like, I'd love to see what you got. So I was like, bet. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and that's kind of just how it started. But. Um, so what keeps you motivated? Ooh. Um, I would say... Family. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. It's, it's, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because like that one song by Wiz Khalifa where it's like money's the motivation. Money's the uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. About. But but I for whatever reason I was just thinking that. But no, I I would say money's like a partial motivator. It's motivated in in the sense of like the clothing thing or just in general. Just in general. Like what? Clothing okay. Too. You could do both. I would say it's my goals that keep me more of it motivated. Then you know like. Um, going to school like I obviously have the goal that I want to graduate and be a nurse and then at the same time I have goals for like um you know like what I want to do in the air force or like my what I want to see my finances at from strictly my clothing um Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing so that's kind of driving factors you know like I only have this amount of time left to make this amount of money to get to my goal so like you kind of got to work harder for it yeah and kind of goes back with the fluidity of my schedule um like any downtime I have I I just take it so much not for granted just because it's so nice to not have to run around and get all the stuff in your head to not to just like not think about stuff like for a night and hanging out with buddies and whatever just a chill (laughs) excuse me just a chill yeah so like keeps me motivated I would say is this is like my goals like what where I, where do I want to see myself at the end of this year like the end of this week sales wise or like the end of this week study wise I guess you know what I mean yeah so what inspires you what inspires me or who um let's see I would have to say in the different sectors of kind of where I have my toes dip different people inspire me um you can give him a shout-out, too. A shout-out? Okay. Um, well, I guess from Urban Jungle, this dude, his name is Cameron Dundas. Um, he's the one that kind of got me hooked up with the Urban Jungle gig in the first place. And uh, he, he's just been a super good friend to me, like, ever since we came in contact at the U of M. And uh, he's just, like, constantly grinding. Like, he sells – his, like, his job is buying and selling clothes on Grailed. So that's such a sweet – like such an, a sweet gig that I could someone I could really look up to. And he has just tons of connections with the like a, the big portion of the vintage community in in Minnesota and outside of Minnesota. So he's he's just been a good good guy to learn from and get me affiliated with Urban Jungle in that way. It's been he's someone I really look up to in the way of uh, of clothing. And then as far as like school goes I would say no individual in particular but just like the healthcare field is something and like nurses especially is someone that I look I look up to and shout out to anyone who's like a CNA because (laughs) that's a hard job you know like like you know you're you're getting paid like pretty decent in the sense of um for like a high school job and you're getting paid it's a secure job um but the work you have to do is extremely difficult you know it's grueling yeah yeah like these are, you know, people's grandmothers and grandfathers that you're taking care of and kind of being there for them. And it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of persistence. So and like, especially right now, yeah, people can't see their families. Exactly. So pretty much you're their family. Right. So and that's, yeah. that's like a job role that you didn't 
technically really even sign up so, for. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. You're like, it's, sure. just, it's just part of it. Like, you just got to do it at that point. So I really look yeah. up to, uh, to, I would say nurses especially. And that's like that tier of nursing. And then you get, you know, LPNs and people that are RNs. And I think it's important to, uh, for me, it's important to like look to those people and be thankful. And I want to see myself as one of them someday. So. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Hope so. Um, so, how do you balance everything out? You're pretty busy. I don't know. How do you balance it out? Do you, like, do anything to keep you, like, centered or, like, zen? Yeah. I <laughs> Maybe, would... like, a little self-care. <laughs> I would say um, I would say it was pretty tough when, like, the gyms were closed because I, I would go work out pretty decently, um, consistently. And that, for me, like, when I was, when I was in college – or like on campus in college that was something that kept me grounded too just of like you've been studying and doing this random bs for this biology class all day like go take a break and go get a pump in and then come back you know and um yeah. as of recent like when the gyms were closed that was more difficult shout out camp ripley for <laughs> having their gym open yeah. <laughs> and uh so that's that's been nice but i would say my biggest thing that prevents me from getting stuff done would be the phone my phone Mm. you know phone monster like that shit stuff phones are toxic i thought about just um getting all the work i needed to get done in the week and just having a week of just (laughs) don't use your phone yeah that's i would i would i would recommend that to anyone because you don't really realize how much you're involved in it until you uh you like set it down for a little bit and that was like a realization this is like a side story i guess but at basic mm-hmm. training um you know you obviously don't get your phone on like a regular basis we got it so i could like call back mom and pops and say i miss hey, you I'm so alive. much yeah like I'm, yeah like i'm alive like, <laughs> like barely but we're here you know like six <laughs> weeks left like and uh but um so that was that was extremely eye-opening because you know not having that for like three months was like like you didn't really know what's going around you you didn't care and you're just focused on like what you got going on for your life and that was a super cool experience in that way so like being able to do that for a week would be extremely tough and for someone like me who I source a lot of my stuff online so like I I would buy on Instagram or Facebook or whatever like it would be extremely hard because then that's something that I'm really into is buying clothes and I just couldn't really do that in the same way but at the end of the day you know I was supposed to study for this microbiology exam that I have tomorrow and and I just sure enough the phone monsters got me locked in on like speed runs of like this Legend of Zelda game that I've never even played before but it was in my recommended so I had to go see what was up you know what it is? There's this game right now. It's called Mr. Krabs Overdoses on Ketamine. And that one's what? Okay, wait. I need that game. <laughs> Please remind no. me of this when this is over so just I can as, get that fucking game. Just as, stu- <laughs> <laughs> just as stupid as it sounds, it's like you literally want to be doing anything else but your homework. And here's here's phone, you know? And yeah. here's YouTube. And here's random videos that you didn't ask for. But The phone is a monster. Phone is a monster. I feel like I thought about this. I was talking with uh, my coworkers. How many hours do you sit on the phone in a day? Think about that in weeks, months, and years. How much of your time on this earth has been wasted just sitting on your yeah. phone scrolling through other people's lives when you could be out living your life? Absolutely. And I think the worst thing about like that new iOS update 
it's probably not even that new. I just don't really update my phone that often. But it's like no, your, I don't either. Your screen time, but you know, you know what I'm talking about like your screen time, and it'll say like, oh, your screen time is down from last week. You're at like six hours per day, and I'm like, like what? <laughs> that's terrible. That's that's horrible. You know, so yeah. it's definitely something that can keep you in check. And uh, I mean, like I said, for someone like me who might be on their phone more than someone else, because I just love looking. I don't want to miss up on like some deal, you know, that I could potentially like make money on, help right. someone, excuse me, help someone like with clothing that they're trying to sell connected to someone who wants that clothing. Like right. I love, I like, I don't want to miss out on that, you know? So for so me, it's hard to find a work, like, I guess work home balance, you could say. Yeah. In the, Cause when you're at home, I guess this is what I find. Yeah. I leave work. And then I go home, but I'm still working. Like, I'll go mm-hmm. from work to working out to working again. And I just don't have that scheduled time, I guess, when I'm home. Like, this is the time I work, and now I'm done, and I'm going to shut my phone off and, like, just chill. Right. It's just whenever I just am feeling like it. Do you kind of struggle with that, too? In between, ab- absolutely, yeah. Because it's the way that this particular hobby, like, works out for me is there really is no downtime that you could take. Yeah. It's like... You'll get out of it as much as you want to put in. So if you don't put in a ton, then the returns aren't going to be there. You know, like intrinsically being able to like reduce, reuse, recycle and save the planet or whatever, as well as, you know, the, the financial return. And uh, you really put into what you get out of it. So like similar to how you're saying, you know, you want to get the most out of the things that you have your toes dipped into. Yep. So it's tough to find that that boundary and then it's also hard to distinguish like like for me I like to call it a hobby just because like it doesn't seem like work to me you know it's Mm -hmm. it's something I really like to do so it's passionate about it yeah like it's it's fun and you'll probably find that the same as the things you're involved with you know like yeah but like writing questions and stuff that's the not (laughs) not fun part like I'll be there for hours just like this 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 um, but (laughs) but but it's the build up so that's the work that goes into what you're into right now yes like this yeah. This is what I do it for. This is what I like. I like the response that people give me. I like, you know, hearing that, oh, it it was really good. Like, that made me feel, like, I don't know, better. And I don't know. I like to be a little educational. Absolutely. But yeah. that's what I like from to, it. To grow in your craft. Yes. And I'm yes. also learning stuff, too. Like, half of the stuff you're telling me is super inspiring. And I'm like, okay, Yes, cool. <laughs> I need that. Yeah, and I think you. other I... people will like to hear that too. Because okay. I feel like a lot more people are kind of in a rut right now. I feel like especially because of COVID, I know I've kind of been like really good or I'm really down. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just trying to find a lot of balance in my life too. But um, yeah, I, don't know, I think it's super interesting. So yeah. going back to this, sure. what is your target audience? I know you kind of said. As far as like. Like who I sell to? Yes. Okay. Is it more men, women, both, um, ages, I guess? Yeah. So it is a pretty wide range. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but no, it's like a pretty wide range. Like, um, like I'll, I'll find stuff that I'm pretty confident that will sell, you know, and that's kind of what I look for when I go out, wherever I go out, buying clothes, stuff that I'm confident I can put in someone's arms and they'll love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then put, they'll put some cash in my pocket, but like, <laughs> right. maybe give you a shout out too. You're yeah. Like, and maybe okay. give me a shout out. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, and uh, and oh, so I, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I'll keep going. Um, so I would say like my target audience. So for example, like on like Snapchat when I sell, I would say more so than not, you know, pieces that are kind of like mid range items, like anywhere from like fifteen to thirty dollars is kind of the price points that sell really well, and those would be like. You know, like I was saying, oversized crew neck sweatshirts and uh, like fleece zip ups and just unique pieces that someone could argue like, wow, you're charging $20 for that. I could find that at a thrift store. Like, no, you can't. I already found it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I already got it. Yeah. So. Like, <laughs> like, good luck trying to get that because it's in my closet and it's tearing it down from the inside out, you know? Yeah. So, so I would say that. And then as far as like my higher end stuff goes, um, I, I kind of had to find new avenues because I have I do have some buyers that will you know like pick up some ex expensive supreme tees or um, like v loan tees um, but as far as that goes I think the app grailed is a great place to sell like the higher end stuff because those are like grailed is an app that originated off of like streetwear and supreme and buying and selling so then those people you know from all around the world can look at my stuff same way same goes for like depop you know like people all around the world can look at my clothes and be like oh like that's pretty neato let me buy that <laughs> so um yeah. do you so you mainly do online yeah yeah do you want to talk about your pop-up shop sure yeah yeah so <laughs> so that kind of started um well i made do, do so like another little side product of like doing this clothing stuff that I never really would have expected is just like the community that surrounds it. So I was kind of doing it on my own. And then I would hear about some friends of mine that were also doing it. Um, so there was some buddies that I met in back in high school that didn't go to Annandale, but they were um, pretty good, like pretty good friends of mine. And we just never really, you know, like the type of friends that you'll see and be like, Hey, what's up? But like, you don't know them terribly well. Type right. Things. So then I found out that they were into like buying and selling clothing and thrift shopping like I was into. So I was I was like, well, we should like meet up like and just talk about it or like you have some clothes that you can't get rid of that maybe I could like let me buy them from you and you can buy some stuff from me that you could get rid of just like the community of it was super cool. And um, so my friend Aaron and Owen and Kale they own a house in or they they were renting a house down in Minneapolis in Como Park and we are all super into the you know buying and selling clothes that sort of thing so we're like we have a location why not they had a garage so they're like let's plan some weekend and put out some racks and put out some hangers and put out some clothes and just see what happens you know and I was super fortunate. I was working at Urban Jungle at the time and they just had a bunch of racks to get rid of. So they let me buy some for super cheap. They gave me a ton of hangers and we went out there. I brought like my whole collection at the time to just, to just sell. It was like one weekend. We advertised probably a week in advance. Um, Aaron, he's super artsy. Like he just makes these like cool graphic art stuff, whatever. So he made like us, he made us a poster and advertisement where we were just like plugging it on our Instagrams and Snapchats daily. It's probably super annoying. And like, um, I asked some friends and stuff to do the same just so we can get the word out. And I had some friends, I used to go to the University of Minnesota. So I had some friends down there that were 
I'm so thankful that I also did that too, just to, cause that's where it was, you know, like get the, get the word out. And I, Urban Jungle also let me put up a sign outside of their, of their store. So like when people were coming in to shop at Urban, they could drive five minutes south and go hit up our little pop-up that weekend. And it was actually only one day. It was on Saturday. And, um, so it was probably like one of the most, <laughs> it was probably like one of the highlights of my life. It was just so much fun just to see like, like my passion, what I'm really into just come alive. You know, the whole day we were just bumping like nineties rap, like old rock music. We were just, okay. we were just seriously vibing and uh, people were coming in and they would look at our clothes that, um, you know, that we had on our racks and they, they were the fact that you could, it's, there's just something about like the look on someone's face. Like when they see something that you know you bought and you know your story behind it like oh I found that from Savers for like four bucks and like they're looking at it and you have a price of like 25 and they're like I'm so in love with this like like I want to buy this this is so right. cool and then just the thought of you know like money wise that's it's it's definitely cool but I would say intrinsically like um reusing like reusing the clothes and uh seeing some someone go home with something that they think it's super cool and it's a super unique piece and like putting a smile on their face and seeing that like in person was really cool and that's what you don't get from like the online stuff right and uh <clears throat> as far as business goes on uh on that pop-up we were open for eight hours from 10 a.m to 6 p.m and it went by like that like it was just like so fun the whole time like i was just on my right. feet like after i was like extremely parched and like like losing my voice and yeah, it's just, but it, but I didn't even realize it when I was doing it just cause it was so much fun. But we, in total, we moved some serious amount of clothes and all three of us came out, we came up pretty, pretty up. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was, you're going to have to do that again and we will all be there. Yeah, absolutely. We will all be there. <laughs> absolutely. I, uh, that's, that's, that's funny. We've been talking since then of where and when we want to do that since then this, um, Aaron, for example, has moved out of that house and uh, we were kind of just looking for a place to do it that a bunch of people would come again. Okay. You know? so, so what are some of your personal favorite collabs? I have like <laughs> mm -hmm. one sweatshirt that I got from Unigo and I don't know if you'll know this collab, but it was the Sesame Street the X. Is it cause? Yeah, the Sesame because okay. they have the X's on their eyes. Yes. Yeah. And that one, I, I have a sweatshirt and That's I think awesome. that one is really cool. Yeah. That's, I like that one. I've What's had, some of yours? I've had I've had four of those actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny you say that. Yeah, but I've sold them all. But um, yeah, the Cos Uniqlo is super super cool because well, I I thought they were super cool because like I don't know, how's it pronounced Unico, Unico, Unico. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm uncultured, but, <laughs> but no, I went there in New York. It's honestly such a bougie store. Oh, it's like I didn't even realize I had a store in New York. That's cool because I thought it so was all. Cool. Asian based. No, it is. It is. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's New York City. But they do, they have one in like near downtown Times Square, and it's like nice. Mm -hmm. Couple levels. Oh, beautiful. That's awesome. And the pricing is really good. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah. The pricing is really good for the quality too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The same way I was thinking, like the same way the Bape store, like yeah. Bathing Ape is like a Japanese brand, and they have stores up in the U.S. But um, what are your favorite collabs? Some of my favorites, I would I would have to go back to the guests, to the guests ASAP Rocky collab. I think that was so fun. Just how how subtle it is. Like guests is a pretty timeless brand, and uh, 
I ASAP Rocky was one of the first people I listened to when I started getting into music, um, and it was just it was just cool, you know, because I can wear it not only because it's like a cool guest shirt, but it's like cool guest shirt times a sweet artist, you know. And I also love oh I love Tyler the Creator, so like me um, too. So <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> I love I love Tyler so. Okay, wait. If you get any Tyler stuff, let me know. I have, I have, I have a couple of Tyler tees. Okay, so. we're gonna have to. Okay, we're gonna have to look at those after it's, this. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not like Tyler like merch tees, I guess, but it's his brand golf. So yes. It's, it's golf merch. Is Odd what I Future Wolf yeah, we kill yeah. them all. Kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, he kind of started off with his Odd Future stuff when he was like with that group, and like that's like Zoomy's clothes now, you know. But right. like, I was like repping that. Like, shout out Jack McCoy. He bought me an Odd Future hat back in the day for my birthday, so that was awesome. And um, but no, like since then Tyler's moved on, and he started this brand called Golf Wang, and like mm-hmm. it's sometimes put backwards it's called like Flogna, and he's got like Camp Flogna. Yes. He'll do like I want to go to Camp Flogna. Mm-hmm. It's like a huge festival. Yeah, super it looks cool. So crazy. When COVID's not happening, we're all going, and um, it's gonna be lit. <laughs> yeah, I've, it's it's totally yeah. on my bucket list. The lineups for Camp Flogna and the merch is just always insane. Insane. Yeah. Um, and, so I guess this ties into it. So music tends to influence fashion, right? A hundred, I would say a hundred percent. And I think Tyler's just one example of that because moving on from like his golf wing stuff, he started with Converse with the golf Lafleur's. That's like his, it's like a boutique or boutique E style, like, yeah. um, like of, of, of clothing. And, uh, that's like his Converse, I guess, kind of line mostly, but those are super cool shoes in my opinion too. I've owned a couple of pairs of those. And um, music, as far as music goes, yeah, like ASAP Rocky, Kanye West and Travis Scott especially, even like Justin Bieber, um, just in the way that how I was talking about those center check Nike hoodies earlier, the only reason those got so popular is because Travis Scott was had some photos taken like by the paparazzi of him wearing this, <laughs> this vintage... Cause like they only made the center check hoodies like back in the day, and then they started remaking them, remaking them. But he was wearing a vintage one with a vintage colorway. It was like an olive green, and um, just like the dis- the distressing on it for whatever reason, everyone's like, "I need that hoodie." Hence, it's if you think of it as like a stock, you know. Right. So it's chilling around like the forty dollar range, and then all of a sudden Travis Scott wears it, or Elon Musk shouts out some yes. sort of something you know the value of whatever that was is gonna just like like fly so then even ladies kylie jenner big time (laughs) yeah she wears something and it's like we need that yes that's exactly it's exactly that and like like for example the shirt i'm wearing right now it's like this old uh harley inspired shirt it's like an oliver print and it says feel the wind on it and there's like a big eagle with like lightning bolts it's a (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh the reason why this one got so popular is because kanye west he wore it one time and someone took a picture what? of him and everyone's like wow like i need that shirt so it kind of like took the shirt that was going from you know it's like an all-over print and those are usually more valuable with the usa thunder makes it a little more valuable so it was probably like a 50 to 60 dollar shirt but turned it to i know some types of these USA Thunder electric prints, and especially the Feel the Wind ones, will hit closer to two, well, probably around like one, 150 to 200-ish. So it's it's kind of crazy, like the influence. And same with, oh, this is the craziest one. So like Justin Bieber, craziest one in my opinion. Justin Bieber, he wore this 
this Nirvana, this vintage band T-shirt of Nirvana, and it's called the Heart Shaped Box T-shirt because their song or album. I sound like such a poser. I don't even know Nirvana that well. Oh, no. That's okay. Oh, no. That's but, okay. But, so I'm pretty sure it's a song called Heart Shaped Box. And uh, so he was wearing he's wearing this T-shirt, and it's like all over print. There's like hearts on it. It says Nirvana. Just beautiful graphic. It's all single stitch. It's gorgeous. And uh, it made this shirt go from like, yeah, yeah, it's that one right there. Yeah. So, so he made that shirt. I guess I don't know what it was going for before, but my guess would be, you know, like, uh, I would say. So it made this probably one hundred to two hundred dollar T shirt turn to like a two thousand dollar T shirt. Like imagine paying two thousand dollars for a T shirt. That's insanity. But people do because of the hype and the cloud around it. I guess you know. So that's I guess that's kind of what got me into it in the first place. It's like how can someone pay this much money for this dingy ass looking <laughs> clothing? <laughs> like stuff even with holes in it will have will go for some serious coin. So that was really interesting to me too. Um, so I'm going to need a shot from you. I just want to say you are such a positive person. I haven't seen you from high school, but it's still, still super positive, you guys. Um, so what keeps you so positive? Um, I would have to say just like, you know, the moving forward, you know, like the sun's going to come up tomorrow, that sort of thing. Um, my... I would say something that I really stand by is uh, like my faith and shout out God and shout out Jesus <laughs> and sh- shout out Mother Mary, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'd have to say that my favorite, I guess, quote that I heard, I'll call it a quote. I don't know if it's like a verse or in a book or anything, but I heard it from somewhere and it was, um, I don't know why I always have to think about it. It's like my favorite thing, but um, if if you couldn't handle the life you were given, then God would not have given you that life. And I think that's just such a a motivating thing for me. Like, whatever hard stuff I go through or whatever, I can just know that, well, this life was perfectly crafted for me anyways. So I'm meant to get through it. And tomorrow's going to happen. And hopefully I can, you know, continue to move forward knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like um, that is a powerful one. I feel like um, there's going to be a lot of obstacles in all of our lives, and it's how you deal with it. Yeah. And I think it's super important for everyone to have their own um, form of faith. I'm really spiritual right now. I guess you could say I've been praying a lot more and. I am also somebody like you have to pray for those things, but you also have to put the work in mm-hmm. a lot of it's going to be a lot of your work that you put in. But I also believe that everyone has a path right? that's meant for them, you know? Right. And I mean, agreeing with that too, like, you know, and some people like, you know, God isn't their thing or like some particular religion isn't their thing and that's okay. But right. I believe that having some sort of like faith or meditation or, or reading some, or reading or some sort of process like that just keeps keeps you grounded in the way that you can climb up this ladder yeah and the world and life is just gonna like keep climb <laughs> keep making you climb higher and higher getting yeah. away from you know your grounding and then at least for me you know faith is what kind of holds the ladder and brings you back down like Gavin what are you doing way up there like come back yeah. down come, <laughs> come home come back here. yeah like come come home type <laughs> beat you know so it's kind of a yeah, that's what that's what helps me, and I think that's important for for everyone is to look for some sort of grounding, and yeah. um, that's something that we were told in basic too. It's like or in boot camp is like, 
remember the like because that that was not fun like it was terrible when I was in it so it was like remember your why yeah remember your why that's exactly right like why are you doing this why do you want why why did you put yourself in this crappy position or why do you like why are you so overwhelmed with everything's going on and everything's so busy and seems unfair but the grass on the other side is going to be stupid green yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's gonna be gorgeous like you know what I mean so it's kind of just looking looking being positive for what's to come is um what can really help what's really helped me and what can hopefully help some people get out of some negative slumps because yeah. there's it's always going to be better at the end yep so give yourself a shout out plug your rings too I know you want to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so I do a lot of I do a lot of selling on on Instagram and my uh, my Instagram clothing page is at MN as in Minnesota Street Vintage. So MN Street Vintage Minnesota Streetwear and Vintage Clothing. And uh I also have a Depop. So you can click the link in my bio on my Instagram to find that as well as these rings I'm wearing. Shout out David Gross. <laughs> at David underscore the underscore grossest for, oh, make, yeah. for making these rings. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, I don't know. He made them out of spoons, and I was looking for some Chrome Hearts jewelry. Um, Chrome Hearts is pretty expensive. It's a brand out in California. And it's kind of like a, like, a, like a grungy, kind of rustic, steampunk vibe, kind of. And they were asked, like, I think they're on grilled for anywhere from like 100 to like $300, and I wasn't really trying to drop a check. I saw him, I saw him, True. <laughs> yeah, fair. And I saw him, I saw him David's story one day. He's like, I'm making rings. Come buy some. And I was like, say less, I will. So then, yeah, so I'm flexing those right now. Um, shout out David and his rings. Okay. Yeah. Um, so thank you for coming on this podcast. Thank you for having me. It means a lot, actually. I think a lot of people are going to be inspired by this. That's literally the point of this podcast, to interview really inspiring people and help a lot of other people maybe. This will inspire somebody in the future to be like, hey, maybe I could resell clothes. Maybe they could do that too. Absolutely. The community is beautiful in, as far as reselling clothes goes. And also, Christina, thanks for having me. Yes. It was a lot of fun. I was really looking forward to this. And uh, I'm honored to be a part of your content. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. Well, you guys, I will be back very, very soon. Bye. Bye.